Welcome to the Real Estate Investment Hub, where you can learn how to grow, scale, and optimize your real estate portfolio through our conversations with investors and thought leaders in the real estate industry. Let's move on to the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investment Hub. Welcome back, Today, guys. we are talking about one of the probably one of the biggest topics in oh, Canadian yeah. real estate and, and honestly, just like Canada, period. And that's immigration. That's right. Welcome back, guys. Immigration is a massive topic uh, to explore, especially now with all the, the new policies and whatnot. Uh, but why don't we start with how things have been the past few years? I think that'd be a good place. Yeah. So I believe in the in the past year or so, we grew by about 1.25 million. Really that uh, much? Yeah. And wow. a huge <laughs> distinction to make here, um, which I think a lot of people don't know about, is we have the PRs, you know, which everybody mm-hmm. does know about. And then we have the NPRs, which is a non-permanent residence. Mm-hmm. Um, they, these are... So out of the 1.25 million, around 800,000 of these people were NPRs, wow. um, as opposed to 2021, where we only had 200,000. Mm-hmm. So the number of NPRs have gone up significantly. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll touch on this later, but just really think about the impact that has on rents as well across Canada. Yeah. Um, because these people can't purchase. So they, right. they're purely impacting the rental market. And that's why things have gone so insane over the last few years. Well, on that point, Chris, for the folks at home, what exactly is a non non PR? Maybe we can define that a bit more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so obviously, these are people without a permanent residence mm-hmm. um, because of the new foreign buyer bans, which actually just got extended to 2027. I heard that yeah. they were supposed to end in 2025, but the feds haven't um, increased them to 2027. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a bad thing. So these are people that purely can't purchase real estate because mm-hmm. they're considered foreigners. Right. Um, so they're they're purely putting pressures on rent. Exactly. I think that would be the case, too. Mm-hmm. And, and just to clarify, guys, that policy that the uh, the feds introduced uh, two years ago and extended uh, two more years recently. So basically in Canada, the only folks that can buy a home now are the Canadian citizens and permanent resident um, individuals. Uh, what we're talking about, the 800,000 in the past uh, year, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are non-PR, which, which, like Chris was saying, they're not able to actually purchase property here in Canada, uh, which, again, uh, is probably impacting the, the rental market. Otherwise, you know, how else are they going to be living here, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they, these are people that are coming in. A lot of them are international students. Mm-hmm. Um which is really a topic in itself because oh, yeah. this is this is kind of the loophole to get into Canada right now through the um, through the student visa mm-hmm. program, um, and that's kind of why we have all these issues. Like, Robbie, have you heard about diploma mills? I have. Yeah, yeah. maybe you can share. Yeah, so I, I believe this is more in Ontario, but mm-hmm. there are literally if you go on Twitter, and I'm, I literally spend my my whole life on there. Um, if you go in Ontario, there are literally places within strip malls mm-hmm. where people will open like a Westbridge Educational Academy, which which I think sounds pretty damn good. But <laughs> anyways, they'll, they'll open their own um, like mini college. OK. Um, and then they'll basically use this kind of loophole to bring in a ton of students. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the students will, will come in through the student visa program. And that's really one of the reasons we, we have NPRs. Right. Um, but the 
the government has really caught on to this. Yeah. And uh, as of this year, I believe the at least in BC, they're actually trying to stop that. Mm-hmm. And now new post-secondary institutions cannot cannot um, bring anybody on for two years, I which is which that. is what I think. I, I'm really hoping, honestly, that, that this does help mm-hmm. the issue. Um, and, and guys, we, you know, Robbie and I are obviously like, look at us. We're obviously <laughs> immigrants as well, mm-hmm. or at least second generation. Um, but I, I'm really hoping that like Canada can at least get a handle on things before letting, you know, significantly yeah. more people in. No, absolutely. To your point, Chris, it, it definitely is uh, getting taken advantage of uh, by a lot of people. Right. Uh, well, maybe not people. Let's say uh, schools. Mm-hmm. Right. From what I hear, correct me if I'm wrong, these schools are offering a lower quality of education. And exactly. the students that go to these schools, they end up with uh, not being to f- able to find employment after, which is is essentially one of the conditions to get your PR right mm-hmm. uh, through the uh, I think it's the post grad work permit program. Um, but, you know, that being the case, a lot of these students that end up coming here they were promised the world and you know some of them essentially do need to go back because the schools didn't fulfill on their promise which is a, a terrible position to be in right i'm very glad that this, the government is actually cracking down on this because a lot of people are getting taken advantage of and it's it's definitely not right you know robbie i that's actually an incredibly good point and one that even when we were planning for this episode mm-hmm. um i i didn't really think of yeah um I there there are definitely two camps of people that are that are being taken advantage of right now and mm-hmm. and one of them even though the you know the the immigrants are being demonized right now um because of our housing and and inflation and everything else but but they're definitely taken advantage of and the oh, second yeah. camp is obviously everybody else who mm-hmm. has to deal with the incredibly high housing costs and and everything else yeah um so it's it's really up to the feds at this point to to really change their policies mm-hmm. and try to you know like like everything else we, we've seen in, in our industry and not only to do with immigration, the feds are extremely um, reactionary they to are. things yeah. where it's like, oh, this is happening. So now we have to put in this policy. I, I'm just really hoping that moving forward that they have a little more foresight. I agree. So that we, agree. we can kind of avoid these situations before they even start. Um, because right, right now, like if you you were talking about the lower quality of education mm-hmm. people people didn't really know that when they were when they yeah. sold the dream of coming to canada and how would they um and and now we have a, a ton of these people taking a lot of the minimum wage jobs mm-hmm. um which also takes them away from actually you know canadians like current canadians yeah. as well um like even a lot of people looking for for work or, or even a lot of the you know the people new to the workforce like mm-hmm. where are they supposed to work as well uh, if you look on the housing side have you seen on on social media like the lines and lines of people even lining up for a, a rental for yeah. a, like a literally a one bedroom it's a tough time uh, and this isn't this isn't a condo it would be like a one bed within a home kind of thing mm-hmm. um so it's it's a lot of people t- being taken advantage of and it's very very unfortunate it is quite unfortunate and and to your point i mean the the effect that has on the the housing and rental market like you said uh these these rentals um, they're basically the renters are competing now with the immigrants as well, mm-hmm. right? And the immigrants are competing with the locals. So that being the case, nobody really wins, right? Uh, luckily, the government is uh, changing the policy to reduce the number of uh, student visas. If I remember correctly, before it was about five hundred sixty thousand 
uh, student visas, but this year it's about 360, 365. Okay. That's very good. So it's about um, two-thirds of what it was before. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is a step towards the right direction, uh, but I think it's only one piece of the puzzle. Further to that, they really do need to crack down on these schools, the, the diploma mills that you're talking about. Uh, okay, so in terms of how else it affects the the uh, housing and rental market, what would you say are is the impact of the level of immigration? So I will actually take a step back here mm-hmm. and really kind of nail in the um, the actual severity of this issue. Um, I I've really spent the last like six months or so looking deep into immigration because I've I've really just now realized how you know how severe of an issue this is. Mm-hmm. So Canada. Let me let me scroll down here. Um, I was looking at a um, at a global study here, and I believe Canada was like number four or number five in terms of fastest growing populations. Wow! And guys, this is globally globally, and this is inclusive of you know emerging societies as well. Mm-hmm. Like like we're literally talking about a country that went through the industrial revolution over you know a hundred years ago. And they're still one of the fastest growing populations in the world, which is craziness. It, it shouldn't be like this at all. And, um, you know, my, my second huge point here is if you look at the the amount of housing per person right now mm-hmm. um, and per oh sorry, the other way around, actually, the amount of new new people per housing unit right now. Right. In Canada right now is between um, three to 11. OK. Which means that three people are coming in per unit of housing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at an 11 would be, um, let me see, 11, I believe is New Brunswick. New Brunswick. So in New Brunswick, there are 11 and a half people, new people coming in for mm-hmm. one unit of housing. Being built. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That's, I mean, if, if that's not a, a red flag, I don't know what is. They're, they're way higher than everybody else. I think mm-hmm. Alberta's like four to five. Um, BC is actually one of the lowest ones, surprisingly, mm-hmm. at like three to three and a half. Okay. So, but but still, it's like it, it'd be like me, you, and Nikki right now fighting for the same house. Yeah. Um, for the same new house, mm-hmm. at least. So it is it is a pretty significant amount. Yeah, it it definitely is. That's um, a huge red flag. Yeah. So, you were talking about the the actual impacts of this all. Um, you know, like even even without the stats, I I don't think that like people don't know these things already because mm-hmm. they're aware if, for sure. if you know for anyone that has been looking for rental even since covid it's gone up literally 50 oh, percent yeah. across all markets in some it's gone up even more than that um and i don't really see any you know deflation going on in that market as well maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit across some of the more prime markets um but i don't really foresee it ever going back to, to the way that it was before price-wise because we simply just have a lot more people. Yeah, if everything remains the same, I'm, I'm on the same page with you, Chris. I, I just don't foresee that happening anytime soon. So, you, you know, that being the case, I mean, there's a number of solutions that mm-hmm. uh, the government is trying to apply. Trying to do, trying to uh, be the main like word. Reducing the amount of student visas is one thing, right? On the other end, trying to make it easier for developers to increase the supply. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's a topic in itself. There's quite a bit there, right? Uh, 
without getting into too much detail, Chris, what are some of the things that the government is doing in order to increase the supply? For sure. So um, I, I believe a lot of people in our industry has heard about the uh, the government removing the GST for mm-hmm. for purely rental the builds. Um, and a lot of developers right now are moving towards peer rental builds, not purely, not only because of this GST issue, mm-hmm. um, but simply because they foresee the, you know, the rental prices climbing for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, instead of pre-selling units off, why don't I as a corporation hold everything? Yeah. Um, and then my, my asset value goes up over time as well. My cap mm-hmm. rates go up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's one of the really big ones. Um, but... You know, on on the flip side, the government's also increasing DCC significantly as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like they with are. with our industry, it's it's like you're doing one thing and you're removing these GST requirements, but you're also making it significantly more expensive to build. Period. On another. So, end. Yeah. you know, and you're also increasing property taxes significantly, which increases holding costs for developers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you know give us a break here <laughs> you know where yeah. like if you want the if you want the citizens and private citizens and you know because not all developers are mega corporations right mm-hmm. so if you want like Robbie and I to join venture and sh- to try to build some housing then at least make it a bit easier for us to do so mm-hmm. um because the margins of development are already so incredibly slim if if the government makes it even more expensive, I I honestly foresee a lot of developers just not building anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, why would they build if, you know, they can't uh, pay their bills? Right? Exactly, and we're already in such a massive deficit, with uh, the CMHC projecting that we need, I believe, three point five million u- new units of housing mm-hmm. by twenty thirty mm-hmm. across Canada, which is a significant number, and this is without even factoring the you know all the new immigration as mm-hmm. well as well as the accelerated rate mm-hmm. of immigration coming in. Um, so and those are yeah. uh, three, three and a half built mm-hmm. houses, not starts. Exactly. Everyone. Exactly. <laughs> and the problem is, you know, going back to what we were talking about, about DCCs, which are development costs, charges, mm-hmm. um, and, and really a lot of municipalities increasing the, the prices to actually build stuff. So because of all that, as well as the interest rates, uh, drum roll, please. But housing starts are down seven percent across the country Ooh. overall in 2023. Uh, I think you know most people could have predicted this because interest yeah. rates have gone up so significantly. Among other but things, how, like, really, how is this issue going to be fixed? I don't, I don't see. It's it. very complex. It's very complex. I obviously don't have the answer, and it seems like. Oh, I wish I did. Yeah, I mean, we'd be. <laughs> Rich, if you figure <laughs> that out, right? running for governor, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a very complex topic, and I don't think there's any one solution to to figure that out. Um, it seems like the best minds are coming together to try to think of something to uh, help with the supply shortage. Um, I mean, besides the incentives that they're giving developers that build purposely built rentals, they're also allowing for upzoning like we discussed in, mm-hmm. in previous episodes the uh the transit oriented developments right they're a lot more uh, favorable now for developers to build closer to these um public transit hubs right so there's a few things that they're doing personally i think uh it will make an impact mm-hmm. but in my opinion based on what i'm seeing right now it may not be enough 
to be able to reach that three and a half million by what year again, Chris? 2030. 2030. Okay, so we have six years. Literally. That's a massive undertaking. And we already know, you know, to mm-hmm. even get the papers pushed through mm-hmm. at City Hall is going to take you a year. That's right? the thing. With your public hearings and everything else, like... So that's that's what a developer basically finishing on one project mm-hmm. by 2030. I how is this going to happen? Not only that, let's say all the permitting and all the um, the red tape is something that we can fix. Mm-hmm. What about the labor shortage? Exactly. You'll need a lot of uh, workers. And material to be able shortage to, as well. Material shortage as well. It's very expensive to to build for that reason, right? There is definitely a shortage on that end too. It's a very complex problem. It Hopefully. definitely is. Um, and I, I do want to mention something. And, you know, a lot of people are blaming the government for all this. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, who else would they blame, right? But I think if you look at it from an economic standpoint, um, it's it's no surprise that globally we are facing, like, looming recessions, mm-hmm. you know, because of interest rates being zero to now being where they are, um, because of... of inflation going across the board across all countries all markets all countries are facing recessions Mm -hmm. so one one you know way to kind of combat this for a country would be to actually bring in immigrants Um, so if you bring in immigrants they they will spend money which increases the gdp of the country Mm -hmm. Um, and and as part of a desjardins report basically by bringing in more immigrants, Canada can kind of soften the um, the looming recession, at least mm-hmm. because a lot of people were thinking early to mid-2024, we would have a pretty bad recession. Right. So the immigration issue could kind of um, cushion that as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we also have a massive aging population within Canada. That's true. Who, you know, and they are collecting pensions. So, you know, that uh, that's been a topic that's been discussed for like the past decade now mm-hmm. as well. Um, and how mm-hmm. we're going to really solve that. And I think one of Canada's solutions for this is really to bring in more and more people, hopefully skilled laborers, which, mm-hmm. you know, they're not necessarily targeting right now. Um, but really hope like m- maybe maybe one of the solutions is is they actually try to bring in more people that are studying in the STEM fields, you know, science, yeah. technology, math, because we, we really do need people. Uh, I don't want to say the word replace because mm-hmm. we're not replacing, you know, the the aging well, population because our parents are a part yeah. of this population as well. But we do need to, you know, take over these jobs absolutely, um, and actually have people that are, are producing within the economy and spending mm-hmm. money within the economy because the pensioners are not. Yeah. Um, and, and they, you know, or they, they will eventually be in a spot where they're no longer producing. Um, and they're also not consuming as much as well because mm-hmm. they do not have that kind of income. Exactly. To that point, Chris, they um, they definitely are targeting certain fields mm-hmm. just because there is a shortage of workers here, labor here. So I'll tell you a bit of a story. Before real estate, uh, I was an accountant and one of the companies I worked for was a trades company. And I'm sure you're aware here, trades is... Um, they have a pretty massive shortage mm-hmm. for skilled tradespeople, uh, Red Seal um, tradespeople. And that being the case, we actually had to sponsor um, individuals in Australia that have their certification to come work over here through the LMIA uh, program, Labor Market Impact um, Assessment okay. program, they call it. And essentially, it's 
a point system, the employer has to uh, sponsor uh, these individuals from a different country. Of course, there's criteria that need to be met. For example, for these individuals, they need to be certified for uh, a trade. And then the employer has to prove that we've actually actively looked for individuals here that could fill the position. So that's the first step to um, uh, the, the program. And then only then can we invite them to come over here. It's a pretty extensive process. And this is just for temporary work too, mm -hmm. not even PR. So in terms of uh, sponsoring these individuals to come over here, of course, they will, of course, rent uh, or sorry, um, impact the, the rental market, but not the housing market. I uh, just want to make that clear. Uh, but there are other programs, too, like um, the PR Express Entry, I mm -hmm. think they call it. I think that um, also touches on a few criteria that need to be met. Um, just from the top of my head, they are starting to target more higher education, uh, individuals with higher education, so that when they do come over here, they make a positive impact mm -hmm. on the economy. Uh, of course, they would also affect the, um, the rental market, too. But before they get their PR and even further their citizenship, it does take quite some time, right? We're not talking about a few days here. So there is a bit of a delayed effect. Of course, once they do they have they, their PR and, and citizenship, that's when they can actually purchase a property. Uh, but ab about that, Chris, uh, in terms of the housing market, what have you seen um, as an impact of all the immigration that we've we've been receiving? For sure. So... Um, you know, I'll actually comment on what I have seen mm -hmm. from the foreign bar bands, mm -hmm. and that is nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, not really. I, I'm, you know, if you like, the more and more you you kind of consume our content, you'll really learn to realize that we are not people that necessarily want the real estate market to continuously boom over and over and over again mm -hmm. um, because not only are we actually purchasers as well that live in vancouver but yeah. we have family we have friends so i'm i don't really want my um you know my sister to be in a position where yeah one bedrooms in abbotsford become one and a half million and then mm -hmm. you know like I, I don't i don't want that to happen either um but unfortunately i've just seen nothing yeah happen within the the new bands uh, and honestly, talking about what you were just talking about as well for, you know, for labor specifically, I actually saw this one uh, one stat mm -hmm. on Twitter once again, where I believe within the last year, the around 400,000 ish people that they brought in. Think about how many people, um, how many people do you think were tradespeople out of the 400,000 ish? I would say it has to be less than like half a percent. I think it was <laughs> I think it was literally like 40. Yeah. Like yeah. forty or something along those lines. It not was it was many. like nothing. Not very um, many. And That's for you know sure. you're saying that they they want to bring in people that are you know more educated and that can mm -hmm. actually contribute to the economy as well. But that would mean that you do need to remove red tape. One of the biggest things um, is healthcare. Mm -hmm. So you know as we all know, if you are let's say a um, if you're a healthcare protection practitioner in your country already you're a doctor you're a nurse whatever it is a physician's assistant um the second you come into canada none of your credentials mean anything anymore yeah so true. this is this is actually a very big topic within the the medical field mm -hmm. is maybe we should start recognizing this um and 
you know, as someone who is not highly educated within this space, I, mm. I don't want to comment much further. Sure. But if we can find some way to maybe there's a challenge test, maybe, you know, may, like something to remove this red tape so that these people can actually contribute to not only our housing, but our doctor shortage yeah. as well. No, I, I completely agree with you. And, and that's something that I faced as well when I was working for that trades company. Mm -hmm. We weren't only looking in, in Australia. From what I know, the training there for tradespeople is is uh, quite good, right? Um, the wages too. The wages too <laughs> yeah. are amazing. So in, in terms of um, uh, coming over here, uh, they had no issues. But for other individuals we were sponsoring from different countries, they didn't necessarily, rec necessarily recognize their certification. Mm -hmm. And in trades, at least uh, back then, I'm not sure how it's changed now. It's been about half a decade. Uh, they had the option of challenging the Red Seal certification exam here. For the medical field, I'm not sure if that's a thing. But I think it's really making sure that their standard of uh, professionalism and, and everything else, their knowledge is uh, meeting our standard here, which is quite difficult because me medicine, of course, is a, a very, very uh, vast topic, mm -hmm. right? So in, in terms of bridging the gap, I hope in the future too that they can do that. And I think that would definitely help uh, bring some doctors here and nurses that will help with the shortage. There's a massive shortage right now, even for... Um, for nurses, for doctors, for a, a lot of positions Huge. in the medical field, right? Um, so in terms of whether or not that will happen in the future, hopefully, who knows when, mm -hmm. if it does. Uh, but I definitely think that's something that should be focused on in the future. Definitely. Um, now, mm -hmm. I, I want to tell everyone that despite what you might think from listening to this episode where, you know, we're not running for office or anything like that, <laughs> obviously, we, we are running a real estate investment uh, podcast. So, Rodby, after hearing everything that you've said, uh, that we've said, and you know, knowing everything that you know that that we know, mm -hmm. uh, where would you put your money? Where would I put? Very my loaded money? question, but very loaded yeah. question related to rentals. Okay, mm -hmm. so from what I've seen, and kind of how to help this kind of issue. Yeah, from what I've seen, I think, of course, this investment would require more capital or some form of organization mm -hmm. um i'm thinking building purposely built rentals is yep. the way to go uh, even though they have increased the dccs uh, they are providing that incentive of um, not having to pay gst i think it hits the issue on multiple fronts right not only can you invest in that but you can also increase the supply that we need mm -hmm. right uh, so in my opinion, I think that would be a good place to put your money. Uh, what would you say, Chris? I would say that exactly as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think single single unit rental definitely helps. Mm -hmm. um, but once again, you're, you're not really adding any supply to the market as well. So yeah. I would definitely try to densify. Mm -hmm. Of course, I, I myself do not have the capacity to do this right now. Um, but you know, if money were not an issue, I would definitely do purpose-built rental. Mm -hmm. I... Because if you if you do you know if you are developing and you're, and you're developing to pre-sell and and whatnot, you're actually kind of speculating that the market that the price market will will continue to appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, mm -hmm. I think it's actually much more feasible to say that the rentals will just 
continuously appreciate for mm. you know for the foreseeable future kind of thing so i i would personally um build and um densify in, into into purpose-built rental uh, i i don't really see like what else you could do honestly yeah um, to actually help if you if you are someone that wants to try to solve the issue mm-hmm. of course you can't do it yourself but if you want to you know try to fix that three and a half to one ratio that we have going on then i, I don't really foresee what else you would do that's true in terms of um as an investor that would in my opinion and in your opinion be the best thing of course mm-hmm. there's other um things that can be fixed like the red tape yep um, I don't have too much knowledge in that, so mm-hmm. I won't comment. But um, there's multiplex too. Multiplex too. Uh, there's there's some opportunities there mm-hmm. for sure, right? Definitely. So, you know, as uh, Vancouver, right? Right. I think it's our um, responsibility to do what we can, do mm-hmm. our part, right? Perfect. Well, I think that wraps up the uh, episode of immigration. Nice and short. Introduction to the immigration. I hope you enjoyed, guys. Any last uh, thoughts? Chris? No. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Estate Investment Hub, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care. That wraps up this episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the episode, leave a review and follow our socials linked in the episode description. Make sure you share this episode with someone you think would get value from this podcast. We'll see you next time.